0: Life is crazy. The world is chaotic. And when life gives you lemons, Pastor's Live helps you learn to juggle. pray, go oh, I'm trying, yeah. Dave. I'm Dave, trying. Uh, You're yeah, interrupting yeah. me, Lord, Dave. Or go before okay, us pray. in Christ's yeah. name they're good they're very funny they're hilarious they just be whoever they want to be
1: it's just really funny
0: you're listening to the top rated number one absolute best podcast well according to pastor dave and
1: the other three listeners this is pastors live with pastor ty pastor dave pastor shane and that other guy everybody! It's Friday! Friday, 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 Friday. I am excited for Friday. To the weekend, weekend. Friday hey, we've got a couple things today. First of all, it is Friday, October 28th. And today, on this day, in, what, 1956, Elvis Presley received a that's gotta be a typo. That's gotta be a typo. He received
2: a polo vaccination on national team. I, I think you meant polio. Polio,
3: uh probably. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Come on, Simeon. Okay. You know what? Simeon, what's Seriously. wrong with you? Okay.
1: So a polo vaccination means you can no longer wear polo shirts. Apparently. Yes. So.
3: Or, or ride horses.
1: Or or, yeah, or, or ride, play or, uh, or keep yourself afloat in the water while playing volleyball. Right. Whatever. Yes. Okay. Hey, we got some guys in the studio today. <laughs> Elvis has left the building. uh I'm Pastor Ty. I'm glad yes. to be here today. Hey, we Ty. got Pastor Shane is hello. here today. Pastor Davis here today. Hello. We've got the other guy, Bonjour. Pastor James is here today. Bonjour. Simeon, as always, <laughs> say hi, Simeon. And we've got the Potato Heads. They're here with their little junior. And he's, well, we you know he's known as Spud. Thanks for and, showing up. That's right. And we've got Gary Austin, the voice hey, of guys. the Valley. Hey, Gary, we just want to publicly say, first of all, thank you for getting us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. Oh, it's been so good. And thank you for everything Love you it. do with the radio station. The radio station sounds great. Um, and we just want to say thank you for everything Welcome. you do. Thank man. you. You, you thank do so you, much Ty. for us. And, uh, you know, it's it is it's really amazing. And look forward to going on the road with you and doing yeah, some fun stuff yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, this next year. So uh, w- to today is, uh, what is it? Does that bottom one say what I think it says? Yeah. Frankenstein Friday. It is uh, Frankenstein uh, yeah. Friday. Last Friday of October. Oh, okay. Mary she- <laughs> Shelley's uh, creation uh, spawned an entire genre. Uh, countless movies, adaptations, and widespread recognition. But does everybody Not, none know? None
3: of which have done uh what the
1: book yeah to, what the to, book says yeah, yeah. <laughs> none, none of them do what the book says right yeah so does everybody what like let's talk about that what i mean frankenstein was written for a purpose well sort yeah. of yeah I she and her
3: she and her husband were uh, they challenged each other and a friend of theirs they were staying in a castle i think and geneva switzerland mm-hmm. and decided they would have a contest the weather outside was frightful and the snow was not that delightful and they decided so it was have cold a inside contest yeah. yes <clears throat> um uh, baby it's cold outside let's warm up the inside and so they had a contest who could write the scariest story i think it was like in 24 hours or maybe over the weekend i can't remember anyhow um basically it's the story of Prometheus yeah and um, she rewrote she she did this modern modern in 1816 adaptation of Prometheus but it's a fascinating story I happen to I I really like the book um albeit there's some issues with it and of course alchemy and all this jazz and uh you know uh, bringing life to dead parts and all this stuff. And even trying to bring the gospel into it is pretty difficult. But mm-hmm. in any case, and it's pretty gory. I mean, she, yeah. oh, yeah. The, the monster does these un- unthinkable things. But the reason he does, and this is why I think the book is so important the reason he does, the monster has been given life by Frankenstein. Dr. Frankenstein, and he sees him as his father. And his father, Dr. Frankenstein, who creates this monster and gives him life, wants nothing to do with him and casts him aside. And um, so the monster is out living in the hills and the forests, and he's watching other families have relationship. He wants relationship, and he's trying to get his father's attention. And so he does these incredibly brutal things. Uh because he wants a loving relationship when they finally are face to face he says to his he calls him father yeah right yeah. He, the monster calls dr frankenstein father and he says you owe me a wife make me a wife and um uh it, it goes sideways and they end up chasing each other into oblivion and in the north pole and all this but anyway it's it's a fascinating book it starts actually with Doctor with with the the Creator chasing the creation to destroy him yeah he wants to kill him and the book starts with him being rescued off of this icy you know oblivion being pulled onto the ship and he's now telling the captain why he's out in the middle of nowhere chasing this
1: creature. Yeah. And
3: that's the the book is him telling yeah. this the, captain, the,
0: yeah. yeah, the
1: story. What he's doing, yeah, yeah, and I think there's you know it also spoke to the industrialization the, the sorry the idea of the the industrialization that was coming. I mean, there are some sociological things that she she picked up on when she's writing to right. say, look, technology is not necessarily a good thing, mm-hmm. right? Because you know because there's some things that it can create, and then mm-hmm. you know what? Here we are today. Right? Look mm-hmm. at Lynn. Look at our world and look at what technology has become. Yeah. We have become addicted to our phones. We have become addicted to social media. And we are we are driven by information instead of being driven mm-hmm. by Christ and being driven by relationship with the Holy One of God who created us and gave us life and wants to have a relationship yeah, with Whether us. there's
3: causation or not, I, yeah. I don't know. But you, yeah. if you go back, as I did in university, and went back and said, I want to see the correlation – between the industrial revolution <clears throat> pardon me, and the breakdown of the family. And, um, boy, those numbers just – they they chart with each other. And well, as we become right. more industrialized, the the divorce rate and the um, cohabitation rate have both in, increased.
1: Well, and if you think about – Dramatically. Like, well, if you also think about like church history and industrialization – um, I mean, the church wasn't willing to change. You had all these young people moving into urban areas and going to work in these urban areas. And so you had these people that were without church because the church wouldn't move into the urban areas. And along comes who? Wesley, right? And he was, I will go where the people go. I right. mean, and he, he was willing to change because everything had changed. He was willing to do what needed to be done to reach people for Christ, and that, that is something that we need to remember for us as well. I mean, people need to be reached, and things are things a-changing, are you know, and we need to make sure that we're reaching people where they are. And I just, I just pray, and I hope you guys as listeners to our program understand that one of the reasons we exist is to get the gospel of Jesus Christ out, that Jesus Christ came, died, was buried, According to the scriptures, and rose again on the third day, according to the scriptures, and whoever believes on him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And he yeah. has
3: given us, we who were dead in, yeah. trespasses, in trespasses and sins, yeah. new life. Yeah. And indeed, he is our father and, and wants that relationship with us. So yeah. yeah, praise be to God for that.
1: And aren't you glad that he's the hound of heaven? He pursues oh, us. Oh, buddy. Yeah, God is pursuing. God is pursuing you right now, and we've had some comments and questions that came in, and so I'm going to go ahead and, and jump in here with these. Uh, but here's here's one It says, uh, "Thank you, Pastor James, for bringing up the fact that the rapture shouldn't be uh, shouldn't shouldn't be any mis uh, any misconception about the rapture." Let me try that again. That was so awful. And I was like, I, I was reading ahead. Uh, Thank you, Pastor James, for bringing up the fact that there shouldn't be any misconception about the rapture. My teenage daughter specifically has been studying the Bible about the rapture and what it is. She's not interested in figuring out the timing, but the events leading up to the rapture, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that could be any... Okay, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, but, uh, uh, But I have really enjoyed listening to her discuss it as as well as the pastors. One of her favorite verses is found in John fourteen three. Can you discuss the rapture and the second coming of Jesus Christ? Is it two separate events? Some dispensational premillennialists pre <laughs> see I read it flawlessly earlier, didn't yep, I? Yep. I was like okay before
0: the mics were on Yeah
1: so some dispensational premillennialists, including evangelicals Hold the return of Christ to be two distinct events, or Christ's second coming in two stages. Please share your thoughts. God bless you pastors. Uh, Sandy, and that's from she's from Alpine, Wyoming. And so Sandy, yeah. thanks for thanks for the question. So
2: first of all, the word rapture is not in the Bible. You know, the word rapture describes an event that we see uh, laid out. Here's an example, First Thessalonians chapter four. Uh, There's two distinct steps in this event. Uh, The first one is, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. That's the first event. Second event, verse 17. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. So the idea of the, the second coming of Christ, the rapture of the church, the, the the dead in Christ rising first, those are things that we're supposed to be encouraging each other
1: with. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm encouraged. The Lord's coming. He's coming back. We're I, in the second advent right now. We're waiting for his return. Well, I think it's, it's, it's interesting, too, if you think about it. When Jesus came, he so there there was the kingdom of the world. There's the kingdom of God. You know the the, the where God abode is. Jesus comes and we're in this really interesting overlap, um, as Christians, right? We are citizens of heaven, but we are still here, and we're waiting for that return of our King to take us home. I'm excited for the rapture. I mean, I, you know, I. I I remember growing up, you know, as a Christian, kind of in the '90s when it was like rapture mania. You know, T-shirts with smoking shoes, and you know, we're out of here, and we, you know, we tortured one of our guys that was on our team. I mean, you know, love that guy, but he was always talking about the rapture, always talking about the rapture, and so I, I had my trumpet in my car, and <laughs> so we, we all brought some extra clothes, and you know, he. He went in to use the restroom, and we all changed clothes and threw our clothes down wherever we were working. And I blew the trumpet as loud as I could at the front door of the building, and we closed the door. and We sat outside and just waited. And um, he went, at, you know, we and then we hear him come out, um, and all this. He you can hear him start to panic. He's running around calling for, and we're like trying to not laugh outside. And then we realize he starts having an actual panic attack. Like he actually missed right. the rapture. And and I, I we had we had to go in and rescue him, you know, but he he honestly thought that he had missed he had missed the rapture. And if you guys had listen, cell
2: phones back then, that would have been a viral video.
1: That oh, would have been oh, 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 100 percent. Yeah, uh, that would have been great. It was before cell phones. Right. I so, like I like how yeah. Dr.
0: Ed Heinsen. Is that how you, how you pronounce his last name? Uh, uh, heinsen. Heinsen. Yeah, yeah heinsen. Um, I like how he says the rapture is is God's love because he doesn't want to beat up his church. You know the whole point.
1: He's not a wife beater.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the whole point of the rapture is it's the start of the great tribulation, right? It's the removal of of God's servants up through the up into heaven, so that while the great tribulation is happening, we're having a seven year feast, we're partying, right. and when Jesus comes back and actually steps foot back on earth again, mm-hmm. it's war, it's war against evil, right? It is good triumphing over evil. It's the culmination of all things. Yeah. It's the second advent, exactly. the second coming. Exactly, uh, this so is... I think to answer the question, at least my my answer to the question would be, the rapture is the beginning, and then when Jesus comes and steps foot, when he actually comes back, is at the end of the tribulation.
1: Well, and you know, there are lots of lists out there you can find online. I mean, there's, there's what, there's what happens at the rapture and then there's what happens at the second coming and they are scripturally two different events. Right. Right. And we see that throughout the scripture. Now there's people who are going to go like, you know, like, you know, guys that are like, oh no, there is no rapture. We're not going to, you know, we don't believe in the rapture or things like that. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm I'm all in, man. I believe the Lord could come back at any moment. I believe in the imminency of Jesus. And because I believe in the imminency of Jesus and his return, that he could come at any moment, I'm prepared. I want to tell people about Jesus today. And if we don't have that, that, like, it could be today. This could be our last day here. You guys realize that, right? This could be our last day on planet Earth because the Lord could come back today and take us. And if the Lord came back today, what am I going to be doing with my day? am i going to be about the business of the kingdom or am i going to be about something else you know and i want to be about the business of the kingdom you know i think that's really really important yeah. the uh, the idea that um you know that the word rapture is not in the bible you know you, you have to understand that the word that we find is harpazo. um you know that's the that's the that's the greek word uh the latin vulgate has rapturo which mm. is in both of those words are a violent removal uh, uh, snatching away uh, away from harm, it kind of sounds a lot like um, Isaiah 26, where it says, "Come up here for a little while and hide yourselves until the indignation is past." There's this the idea that mm-hmm. the Lord is going to and it, guys, you understand this goes back to Daniel's prophecy in Daniel chapter nine about the seventieth week of Daniel. But here's a question to throw out at you guys: Is it possible that you can have the rapture happen? And then there could there be a space of time before the the tribulation begins.
3: One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It's because possible.
1: because because I, I I know over the years it's been like the rapture happens and then this starts and I, I thought well I'm not going to be here to know if it starts or not but but there could be a space in time but could there be could there be <laughs> it's one of those days could there be prophetic events that happen before the rapture.
0: I think so. Yeah, one hundred percent. Ezekiel
1: thirty-seven. Uh, well, but here is the question: Must there be any that are fulfilled before the rapture? No, right. So the rapture could happen at any moment. We might see things fulfilled in scripture and in prophecy that could happen before the rapture, but nothing has to happen before the rapture. I mean, the rapture could happen today. It's the imminent return of Jesus, mm-hmm. and you know, and I and I'll be honest with you, I am I am a pre tribulational guy. I believe the Lord is going to take his church away, because I like what you said. You know, he's not going to beat up his bride. Yeah. You know, he's going to take his bride out of the way.
2: Do we have the material to, like, you know, if someone, if if, let's say a good majority of us are gone, right? And someone comes in, what do I do? And there's a file, click, play here. Here's what to do. You know, like, do we have that stuff?
1: Well, I don't, I remember years ago, I don't know, did, Dave, did you ever help Gary, like, make the videotape of, hey, if we're gone, you know? Because I know pastors were doing that for a while. They were making, like, the... The hey, if the church is empty, like they were making like instructional videos yeah, for people. Yeah, yeah uh, we even did yeah. a
3: thing in Bellflower. We had some uh, Jewish businessmen that we were very friendly with and and on good terms with, and uh, we let them know um, if the day comes and there are you know several thousand or millions of us who have just disappeared, including the leadership of uh, Calvary Chapel Bellflower, the title deed to our property is in the safe and here's where the safe is businessmen we we, there were a couple of guys and there was a letter in there that was it was an affidavit that the properties and assets of calvary chapel bellflower were being deeded over uh to the state of israel and i i don't know if that's still in place but it was back in the 80s and 90s i know that so hey um what was our sister's name that sent in the question uh, that about her was daughter, Sandy, 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 you're, you're specifically, you talked about John fourteen three and John fourteen one through four is one of my mm-hmm. absolute favorite passages yeah. in verse three, Jesus, uh, says, it, by the way, it, note that John 14 comes right after John 13. I only point that out because yeah. <laughs> this is immediately following Jesus telling Peter, you'll deny me tonight three right. times. Let not your heart, verse 1 of chapter 14, let not your heart be troubled, and so forth. In verse 3, still speaking to Peter, he says, If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. The word therefore, receive is paralambano. And the reason I'm pointing that out, you said you're enjoying your daughter's deep studies in this. Have her look up that word receive. She'll find in her Strong's Concordance, it's paralambano. And that should take her to Matthew chapter 24, Mm -hmm. verses 39 through 42, Mm -hmm. where Jesus, uh, speaking of his coming, says, uh, Two shall be in the field, and the one shall be taken. Taken. Paralambano. And the other left. And so I, that should give your daughter some uh, some fodder and some, some food for thought. And uh, let her chew on that a little bit, Mom, and, and work through that with her. I think that'll be fun.
1: Yes, and I think that we were—Shane and, and I were actually talking yeah. about this. I think earlier we were talking about um, that that passage in Matthew. Because Luke's passage is interesting because it, it it's one of those interesting things. Because Luke, when he writes— He clarifies their questions are about the destruction of the temple. That Luke is super, super clear. However, in Matthew's discourse, Matthew includes the second coming and the end of the age. And so what are those signs going to be? And that paralambano, that idea of one being taken and received, that is all in this beautiful space um, of that discourse that all of it discourse that we find there right um, and it does deal with the second coming but Luke deals with the destruction of the temple very very clearly and what I I, I find hard is when we try to we talk about uh, inductive and uh, deductive right uh, this idea of like isogeating where we were trying to put into the text mm-hmm. instead of let the text come out, It's been difficult for me as I'm going through and I'm reading different commentaries, especially when they say, Hey, these four verses are actually about a future event, and then Jesus deals with them, you know, talks to them about their stuff. But there's no context to tell us that this is about something different, right? So it's it's this it's really something else. I mean, when you start studying prophetic things in the scriptures you know look just read the text the simple yeah. reading of the text is usually the most obvious context yeah, yeah. you know it's so always remember yeah, just, who the letter's written to and who, who it's written to and why I had a you conversation know, a few author, weeks ago with yeah.
3: a, a young 20-something who desperately wanted me to agree with him that the book of revelation is uh, a historical book uh, that there's nothing to be looking for in the book of revelation it's all already happened And I I let him go, as I typically will do. I try not to interrupt when people are spouting off their stuff. And I let him say his piece. And he says, so it's all already happened, right? I said, yeah, except for that part where, where Jesus says to the seven churches, at least three of them, so keep doing what you're doing until I come again. And I go, and that was written in 95, 96 A.D. So can you tell me when Jesus came again? And he just stared at me like this blank look. He goes, what, what? I said, well, in chapters two and three, he tells these churches, keep doing what you're doing until I come again. Your argument is the book of Revelation is a history book. It's all already happened. When did Jesus come again since 95 AD? Um, uh, I said, oh, well, I guess it hasn't all already happened then. Right. <laughs> yeah. Poor guy. I mean, I, I'm not trying to make you feel like a turkey here. I'm just, you, you've made this really broad statement. There's yes. nothing to be looking for because it's all already happened. At the very beginning of the book, he tells you, yeah. this is all good until I come again. And he yeah. hasn't come again. Yeah. So,
0: Behold, I'm coming dude, quickly.
3: You just have to look at the scriptures. You don't have to keep reading all of these wild, crazy books. And, But I got to look at all of the angles. Well, okay, but. The Bible has to be. What happens is people come to the Scriptures. You're talking about eisegesis. Jesus. They come to the Scriptures with their own paradigm. Yes. And that changes how they read the Scriptures. You just got to stop that stuff. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Let the Scriptures change your paradigm. Don't let your don't let the paradigm mm-hmm. reflo- change how you read the Scriptures. Right. Yeah.
1: Amen. You know, and always remember something. Uh, hermeneutics. You know, talk about uh, never heard of them. In hermeneutics. Yeah. Uh, authorial <laughs> intent. The, the author has an intention. Right. Right. Like Luke has a purpose. Right. He even tells you the purpose of the Gospel of Luke and the purpose of the book of Acts. He tells you up front yeah. right. what it is. And so for him to not give information that um, Matthew gives, it makes sense, because he has right. he has a purpose, and so that's all important. And we're out of time, and guys, thank you so much for the question, but remember, uh, hey, be rapture ready. No, no Jesus. Know His Word and be in relationship with Him. Listen, you're loved. Your family. We definitely out of time for today. We'll talk to you on Monday. And by the way, Monday here church the night, light the night, five to seven. So five to eight. Sorry, come check it out. Bye. Pastors Live with Pastor Ty, Pastor Dave, Pastor Shane, and that other guy.
0: His music, his word, the Rev.